Hey everybody, welcome back to some more Early Morning Barking Podcast, talking about BPD and MPD by somebody that has both. Hi there, how are you doing? So, we're on a, a fun topic today. I enjoy this one greatly, but it's also the hardest to talk about. But here we are, BPD and dissociation. Oh my, what a topic. Um, It's always been very difficult to talk about because not because it's like traumatic or something like that but because it is extremely difficult to put into words what dissociation is how it feels how it affects us it's a standout from all the rest of the bpd markers um because it's very weird it's very weird and it isn't uh emotionally related um there there's i as i've progressed through therapy there is nothing that i've found with regards to talking about problems processing things uh my shifting sense of self-identity all of that there has been nothing that has had any effect on dissociation it is just there and I have I have come to sort of work with it myself and find things that trigger it and avoid those things or or alter those things accordingly. I'll explain more about that in a minute. Um, but nothing has made it go away. Um, I I feel I am suffering from it less often, um, but it, it it hasn't gone away. So what is dissociation? Dissociation is. I, I suppose most commonly described as an outer body experience, the feeling that you are detached from reality in some way. Um, as I've keep repeating, uh, it, it is said that there are many diff- as many types of dissociation as there are people with BPD. That we all experience it differently. We all have a completely different dissociation process some of them are very similar uh some of them are are very familiar when you hear about them you know but we're all slightly different and triggered in different ways by different things whatever um my own dissociation this is what i can talk about the best the most accurately because it is it is mine and only mine and uh it's the one i know most intimately so mine tends to come when um either when I'm I'm quite unfocused. If I find if I'm concentrating, if I'm doing stuff, if I'm busy, if I'm alert, that kind of thing, I'm generally okay. More often than not. It's when I'm sort of tired, drifting, my mind's elsewhere, that I become much more susceptible to it. And generally, it's environmental, okay? Um, buildings with diffused light are especially triggering. There are particular times of year and times of day where I'm more susceptible to it than others. As we, you know, I'm recording this on the 18th of October. Um, we're sort of going into that period now, or we are in that period now. 
um where sort of sort of pre-twilight lighting um or the right sort of cloud level during the day it sounds bizarre i understand um but there there is there is something that can just take me out of reality and for me it comes from being not entirely it feels like sorry the the dissociation feels like i'm not awake like everything that i'm experiencing is a dream that I'm in the dream, very lucid, very clear, but nevertheless in a dream, in an environment that isn't real, that doesn't exist because it's a dream. Very weird, right? And that's why I think it's environmental. I I think there are certain uh, environmental conditions, especially with lighting, that can make the world seem slightly less real. And it takes me away with it i also have trouble uh sometimes with darkness um that comes around much more so in the winter um generally in the summer i'm okay (laughs) it's very seasonal and very odd um and that's how it is for me that's my dissociation i get into a state where i feel that things aren't real that i'm in a dream and so, like I say, the the steps I take to avoid it. Um, first of all, sunglasses help immensely for me. Um, if I can change the lighting conditions, the way I'm perceiving the lighting conditions. So, polarizing sunglasses are are just so important, and I carry them with me a lot. Um, they aren't necessarily to just keep the sun out of my eyes. You know, they're there to make things darker, to make things at least different. Uh, and it, it can help a great deal. Sometimes I'm just stood in the shopping center wearing sunglasses in, when I don't need to, and it's weird. But the rest of the time, it actually helps. And then the other things I've done is sort of learn to cope with it while I'm doing it, right? There is a... You are aware that it's happening, once you know that it happens, you know that things don't feel right. And you can sort of, I can sort of rationalize that I'm probably not in a dream, right? I can decide that I should behave as if I'm in the real world. Because, you know, if you think you're, imagine the possibilities for embarrassing behavior here. When you think you're in a dream, when you think that nothing is real, when it doesn't matter how you talk to that person or what you do to them or how you behave or that kind of thing, because you're in a dream. Any minute now, you're going to wake up and giggle at that silly thing you said. But that's not true because you're just dissociating. So start talking to people like they're really there because they are really there. And it passes, this this feeling of dissociation. It goes away. It's isn't forever it isn't always for long and it's a a very bizarrely odd feeling that's like i say it's difficult to talk about it's difficult to explain it's difficult to tell somebody that sometimes you feel like you're actually in a dream that is such a weird thing but it's absolutely true and i've i've heard similar things from other people the feeling like you're in a dream thing is is very common um, I've heard other people talk about, you know, sort of the feeling of an outer body experience in the traditional sense of being outside of their body and viewing it and all of that sort of thing, which 
sounds a lot more potentially disturbing than what I go through. And I feel like, so why, you know, why does this exist? Why is this? Because it is part of BPD. It, It is part of a mental health condition, right? So we're doing this for some reason. Our brain is deciding to do this. And I see it as a protective thing. I see it as a way of not having to deal with reality. If I'm not part of it, I don't have to worry about it, right? That makes sense. And so, I don't know, maybe, you know, all of that stuff I said at the beginning about how nothing has made it get less by talking about emotions and that sort of thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm actually wrong about that. Maybe... Maybe it has been getting less because, as I say, I've been more focused. There's been less to worry about. And maybe it is that protective barrier that that when things get too much, let's dissociate. Let's pull out of reality and feel better for a minute by not feeling bad. And that's, that is what it is, I suppose. It's not a preferable way of dealing with things, but it's, it's not potentially the end of the world. I think there are obviously better ways of dealing with things than dissociating, you know, than just zoning out and detaching yourself from the world. You obviously need to deal with these things. Maybe that's what I did. Hey, I'm discovering how much better I am. Live on air. That's how this goes. I've been talking about how uh, the journey post-therapy has been about realizing just how much I've managed to change. And this might be another one of those things that when I really sit and analyze it, actually my dissociation is better because I'm protecting myself from less. And it's interesting when I look again at myself that I'm kind of going through a a more stressful period now. And the zoning out has happened more often. It really has of late, which is why I've said it's not gone away. Oh, you're witnessing self-therapy. This is wonderful. This is what it's about, right? This is why we sit and talk. Oh, gosh. And so there there you go. Dissociation, self-protection from things that are bad. Zoning out, taking you away from reality in some way, shape, or form so that you don't have to deal with it. And the worse reality is, the more it happens. And so we have to fix reality. We have to deal with that. We can't just stop dissociating. It makes me wonder. So when I think it's all environmental, is it? I certainly feel like it is. I certainly feel like the right things can put me in that headspace. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe it can be both. But clearly there is some element there of self-defense. I'm stressed, I'm panicked, I'm scared. Let's zone out, let's switch off. This is this is the argument for a lot of drug use, you know, that it's it's that drug use is happens because we're zoning out. We're removing ourselves from reality. It's not necessarily just to feel good. It can be about not feeling bad. And so people end up taking lots of very bad things rather than dealing with a problem. And maybe dissociation is the mind's own version of that. You know, that's a very odd feeling. So I'd be interested to hear from people. I'm always interested to hear from people what their 
forms of dissociation are like. I, I, I'm always interested about it. I always want to hear from people. If you want to send me a message, the best thing to do, check me out on Twitter at Barking or Instagram at Early Morning Barking. Uh, you can get me on TikTok at Early Morning Barking. There's a pattern here. And go and check out the YouTube channel at Early Morning Barking. This video is there. Uh, let's see. BPD and Dissociation re released the 15th of July, 2020. I'll put a link to it in the show notes here. Uh, it's been a long time since I've talked about it. Thank you for listening. You take care. I'll see you on YouTube. Bye-bye.